Coaches, welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast. Coach Kevin Furtado. Hey, if you want to know who are the best high school basketball coaches and leaders in our country are, you need to stay tuned and listen to the Championship Vision Podcast. We have some of the most renowned and best high school basketball coaches and PE teachers from around the country. Coaches you might not have heard of, but have amazing ideas. And I firmly believe every coach in America has genius within them. It's not all about the state championships. It's about the impact you have on your kids and your community. So stay tuned to the Championship Vision Podcast. How are you? This is Coach Kevin Furtado, and welcome back to the Championship Vision Podcast, episode 215 with Coach Randy Jackson. Coach Randy Jackson is a 30-year coaching veteran and currently the head football coach and athletic coordinator at 5A North Forney High School in Forney, Texas. He's an award-winning coach. Coach Jackson, Jackson has won several awards in his 20 years as a head coach. In 2010, he and his staff orchestrated one of the biggest turnarounds in Texas high school football history. He helped Mesquite Petite from 1-19 before his arrival to 12-3 in year one of his program and was named the Texas 4A Coach of the Year. Coach Jackson is also known for helping raise up the young men in his program. In 2015, he was named the Dallas-Fort Worth Tom Landry Award winner and in 2018, the Texas High School Coaches Association Coaching Beyond the Game Award. I think you're going to enjoy this podcast. Coach is going to talk about his culture defeat strategy program um, that many coaches have adopted. And uh, I think you're really going to get a lot out of this podcast. Let's welcome Coach Randy Jackson. Coaches, welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast. I'm Coach Kevin Furtado, episode 215. I feel like an old veteran of this. Uh, we got a special guest here today. Uh, we got Coach Randy Jackson, um, and I already gave your preview a little bit earlier. 30-year veteran coach, uh, coach, and you're the you're the master of culture, developing culture. And we're <laughs> so excited to have you on. He's a head football coach an athletic coordinator at North Forney High School in Texas, which is a, of course, I think Georgia's the best coach, but Texas is great in football as well. So welcome to the podcast. Yeah. 
Thank you. Honored to be here, y'all. Um, thanks for having me on. And uh, I love talking um, culture with anybody, but I think basketball is for sure like a, a sport that I think it's, you know, with just how the, the sport is, is a great, a great lab, right? Where you get all, you should have a great culture in basketball. So um, I, I'm really excited to get to talk to you guys. Yeah, thank you so much. And we're really going to pick your brain on how we could. I've already have. I've already stolen a lot of uh, your ideas as far as as far as body language and everything, which we'll talk about later. Uh, let's also welcome Coach Pete Acock, who is a legendary coach out here in Georgia. He always comes and joins me in the podcast, Coach. So. He's going to add his perspective as well and ask you questions. Hey, Coach, talk about your transformation as a leader. You've always been a great coach. Talk about your transformation as a leader now, uh, particularly in building programs and building culture. Well, so real quick, y'all, and I know y'all don't want to hear about me very long, but uh, was a pretty successful coach for about 24 years and then had two really bad years in a row. And so when you, when, when you get desperate, uh, that's when you'll start spending money, right? So I got desperate. I found a coach for me, and that's when my whole, this whole thing took off for me. And his name's Brian Kane. He's really kind of in the baseball world, but uh, we're close to Dallas here, and he was working with SMU football, and he was pretty expensive, honestly. And, but I was desperate. So I got desperate. I needed a coach. And I started working with Brian, and a couple of years later, I wrote a book and all that stuff. But he's the one who really pulled the curtain back for me on how to create a culture. And so um, I think there's a, a, a drastic difference in just being a good coach, winning games, and what I, which is what I was doing, and uh, being like a culture creator and really being a, a, what I think is a 1% person who's doing it better than 99% of the rest of the guys. Yeah, absolutely. And particularly in today's today's age with our youth, I think we need it more than ever, right? And don't and what I've studied from you, coach, is you have a systematic way of teaching lessons for coaches throughout the week and so forth. And I'd love to have you share about that on how what kind of program you have on teaching culture more than strategy. Okay, so um man, y'all there like I could go for the next hour, but Kevin, I promise I won't. But uh, so um, like, so what we do guys is we're going to create core values and we're going to have a culture and like, and, and our team is going to be involved in on it. And so um, today's Monday and, and for us, Monday is juice. And so uh, our team colors are blue and black. Uh, but I'm just happened to be wearing this shirt and I'm just going to put, hopefully y'all can see this, but it says, bring the juice. And on the back of this shirt, it says, if you're juiceful, you're useful. Uh, tomorrow is competition Tuesday. And the, anyway, it's orange, right? Cause it's orange juice. And so uh, <laughs> again, we're blue and black, but so tomorrow is competition Tuesday. Half my coaches are going to wear green shirts cause they're offense. The other half are going to wear red cause it's defense and, I just think kids get into that stuff. Um, so, so I think you have to find a way to have core values. Uh, again, that's probably a whole nother podcast. I mean, I could go on it for a long time. Uh, but once you get your core values and you know what your program is going to be about, 
Um, here's where most people make mistakes. They print some signs and they they've maybe put it on the back of a shooting shirt and they think it's good. Well, that's to me just like taking a bath or something. Like if you take a bath on Saturday night, you're good, but about Monday or so you stink, right? So if you don't emphasize your core values every day, you really won't have a culture. So uh, one of my biggest platforms is having what I call Leadership Academy, and that is a classroom session. Now, we're in our weight room, but we have a TV, and we are going to meet with our guys and talk about the lesson of the week. And so our core values will be in there and things like that. I've got some of these resources in my, in my, on my uh, website. But so basically what you were referring to a while ago is we've got a lesson on body language and eye contact. And I think it's just, if you don't talk about it, uh, then you won't get it. Right. And so we're going to be really intentional. So we're going to create a culture. Our kids are going to be in on it. We're going to have shirts. We're going to put signs up and we're going to talk about it every day. But the magic is having a 15-minute leadership academy, using a movie clip. I mean, really having a good lesson uh, to really emphasize what you're trying to get. And what I tell coaches, the, the only doubt, you're going to get home 10 or 15 minutes later. Um, that's the only – I can't think of another reason why you wouldn't want to do it other than, you know, there's some effort involved. But your kids will love it. They will – if you're standing in front of them doing a – doing a presentation with a movie clip and getting them to talk. They love it. They're, they're, vo they're used to having their voice heard, you know, like um, this is one of my big beliefs, but when I was a kid, nobody cared what I thought. I mean, I couldn't get on social media and get likes and retweets and whatever. I mean, and so now your kids have a voice. Uh, their parents probably ask them where they want to go out to eat. Well, they didn't ask me when I was a kid, right? But th times have changed. Right. And so your kids not only have a voice at home, but they have a voice through social media. And so I think if you're not giving them a voice and letting them talk and but they want to, they will. So if you're doing a, a leadership lesson and you get those guys talking again, the basketball numbers are perfect. Football numbers are hard. You know, I got a hundred kids in 10 through 12 and it's hard to get all those. Guys. But basketball, I think it's a little more intimate. I know that's a really long answer. I'm sorry, y'all. But um that's kind of how we do it is core, core values. And we bring it home every day with some kind of lesson. Yeah. Uh, one of your terms you use, um, and I coach Pete's going to ask you something in a uh, great question here in a second, coach is fist fight. You're talking about fighting for your culture every single day. Kind of talk to us about that because um, like you said, we have to have something every day, just as much as we have teaching the jump shot or the, you know, transition offense. I mean, we got to do that, right? Fight for it every day. Yeah, I mean, the teams that play the hardest and the teams that love each other the most are the teams that win. And I'm not, like, I love the offense that we run. I love the defense we run. But that's not the edge, right? I mean, everybody's – I don't – again, I'm not a – you know, y'all played high school basketball, love basketball, but I, I couldn't tell you what the Princeton offense is. Um I can't tell you what the triangle offense is, but I can watch basketball and I can tell you who plays the hardest and who loves each other. There are studies y'all out there. And this is awesome. This is, I, this is on my, I think it's on the body language one where uh, there's a study. Uh, it may be on my PowerPoint called leaders eat last, 
but the, the NBA teams that touch each other the most on free throws are the ones who win the most games. And so they did a breakdown um, in 2011, I think it was, and the team that touched each other the most were the Mavericks and the Celtics. And uh, they end up going, you know, the Mavericks wanted that year, and I may be off a year or whatever, but the bottom line is the team that touched each other the least uh, were the – it was Charlotte and somebody other, the worst teams, right? And so if you want your team to play the hardest and love each other the most, you must bring it every day as a coach. Like, it, it really is the daily fist fight for your culture because what your kids are seeing – like, uh, football is an easy analogy, you know, but um, my players in football are seeing – people make a tackle and uh, celebrate themselves. And, you know, it's just that me, me, me culture. And so if you, if you want a team culture, you better fight for it every day. And the only way to do that is to have systems. So for me, I've got a core value of the day. Uh, we're breaking out. Like today was juice Monday, like I said. So at the end of practice, I'm asking the coaches who had the most juice today and they're going to be who breaks it out. Things like that. So, I uh, just think you can't – it is not enough to talk about it. I, here's what I used to think is uh, if we put our core values on our locker tags and on our shirts, then we had a culture. I was so wrong, it was ridiculous. It's got to be some way you daily fist fight and attack it and talk about it every day. I mean, if you only talked about offensive rebounds – or what I'm trying to think is something basketball, y'all, that's mm -hmm. like blue collar. If you only talked about taking a charge at the beginning of the year and put taking a charge on the back of your shirts, you ain't going to take many charges, right? You got to talk about it every day. So whatever you want, you talk about it every day and you'll get it. Yeah, I love that. Coach Pete, um, hey, talk about – Coach Pete comes to all our games, Coach, and – He's really a great mentor of mine. And uh, talk, ask, ask Coach a little bit about body language and what we try to emphasize also in our program, what you have done about body language and uh, eye contact. Eye contact is probably the most important thing. And I think what we have to do is we have to explain to the kids exactly what you want them to commit to. And uh, it can be a lot of things or it can be a few things, but we sometimes just assume that they know what they really don't know. Because if you don't teach them how to do what you want them to commit to, then you're not teaching it. I used to have a little saying that our football coach, I was very close to, he put on T-shirts, and we repeated it. He repeated it every day. But I just called it every day. Uh, I think it was every day. That's South Georgia. Every day. <laughs> what are the things that you do every day? What are the things you do every day? That's what you're going to be. And if it's not emphasized every day, it's just like you mentioned rebounding. Uh, if you don't approach rebounding, which is the most important thing in basketball, rebounding and turnovers, you win those two battles, you're probably going to win. But if you don't approach it like a fight, explain it to the kids like a fight. It's this thing of you weren't in the fight. You didn't run to the ball. You know, you, you can't just stand and let the ball come to you. Everybody goes to the ball on every shot. And 
but it has to be emphasized with passion every single day, nonstop. But you got to get, I remember when I was a principal of a school for a long time, I used to coach basketball and uh, was a principal of the school for a while. And, you know, we've always had problems with bullies. Well, it's a simple solution. Now, it may not can do this in a huge school, but I took my biggest, strongest kids and explained to them that we didn't want to have any bullies in our school. But I couldn't just say that to them because they'd go out and beat up the bullies. I mean, it just doesn't work. I've got to go to the how-to. This is how I want you to do this. You go and step in between. You, you intervene. You don't get in a create more conflict. I don't want to go on and on in that, but we didn't have any bullies in our school because the players that I assigned to do that, they would always move toward the problem and stand there a moment and say, is there a problem? And then I would always ask them to sort of try to make friends with the guy that was being bullied. And it's like, if you want your kids to be kind, you have to teach them how to be kind. See, coach, you use the word there that's going to take you anywhere you want to go. It's called intentional. If you don't, it's like, are you going to intentionally build a great relationship with teachers? Or are you just going to be yourself? You got to have a step-by-step -step and build that intentional relationship with your players. Uh, I was going to mention something else that you said about weightlifting. My cousin that I used to ride to all the football games in the police car with him uh, a long, long time ago, he introduced the, uh, weight program in Georgia. He's probably the first one that he put in the bigger, faster, stronger program years ago. Yeah. And uh, I can't tell you how many games it's won for him. But if you don't want – let me just say it this way. Don't ever expect anything that you don't teach. And then you better examine. See, it doesn't matter what you know. If you don't know how to teach it, you're dead in the water. It's not going to translate. And that's why what you said is so critical. It's this thing of eye contact. But what is it you want your players to commit to? The five things, the six things. And y'all are going to, you're going to say them every single day. And I think that, again, every time you're teaching, if you can come across to your players, like I have this little thing called power, P-O-W-E-R, people skills, organizational skills, wisdom, enthusiasm, and restraint. Those things translate into the business world, and kids catch on to that today. That if I'm going to be successful in business, there's certain four or five things that I've got to master, not be good at, but master. And I think once they get a hold of that, they feel like that everything that you're going to – Coach Tomlin told me a long time ago, he says, the moment that your kids believe that every single thing you do it's going to be for their best benefit, not just while they're in high school, but all the way through their life. He says, that's when you've got them. And that's evidently what you're doing with these kids. But you better, like you said, I'm with you on this. Thing. I'm preaching to the choir, but it is uh, intentional. Intentional every day. Every day. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a – Y'all, like on this on this PowerPoint here, um, the body language and eye contact. There's a a movie or, or there's a clip in there with Coach Shashevsky is um, the USA Olympic coach, and he can't get LeBron James to look him in the eye when he's talking to him. And so 
he sits them all down and says, okay, y'all, listen, what are we going to be about? They came up with 14 standards, which is too many probably. But bottom line, one of them was when somebody looks at you, you're going to make eye contact with them. And so uh, he said it worked because LeBron was in on the deal. That I mean, all the players were in on it. So I just think, y'all, uh, in fo football coaches are the worst about um, trying to get the next new play. And so I, I just think if, if to me, a great culture is an everything matters, people are going to look me in the eye, they're going to, you know, they're going to know how to handshake well and all that stuff, uh, and not a hope for the best. Um, you know, we're going to run this offense or defense and everything else is going to be okay. So um, I will – Coach Kevin, if, if that video is not on there, it's then it's in another leadership one. I'll send it to you, but okay. it's really good. Um, it's just it's just a it's just Coach K getting interviewed by somebody um, on a Fox News show, and he talks about getting LeBron to look him in the eye. And so I think you know, Coach, what the point you just made? You can't assume that these guys know how to do this. You know, my dad coached for 41 years. I love him. He was a great man. He's passed away now. But he really never showed me how to shake hands with somebody. You know, he really never. So I think I think some of us, y'all, just assume our kids know how to do all these things. And uh, if you can get them to look, them in the, look you in the eye and have good body language and all, then whatever offense you're running is going to be better. Coach, talk about um... – Let's continue on with body language. And I, I, I'm going to tell you a story of mine is um, I think coaches, I know I have bad body language sometimes, and I preach good body language with my, with my players. I think we as coaches have to look at that as well because I watch coaches all the time with horrible body language with their players. I think it starts with us. Don't you agree? Yeah, great point. And the word I like to use is neutral. And I think we have to stay neutral in the moment. Coaches have to fight. I tell my assistants that they need to tell me to be neutral when I'm pissed at an official and I'm going Nick Saban or whatever is. I think – I do think this. Like, I don't think my players want me to be Jason Garrett neutral. You know, which in Texas, y'all, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of a coach everybody would know, right, who's right. – just to, you know, I, I think I think high school players want us to be emotional. I think they want to play for, you know, like, so they know I'm going to fight for them. I think they have to feel that. But sometimes I have been uh, guilty before of kind of having bad body language because I don't stay neutral enough. So that would just be my thing, coaches, is uh, think about staying neutral. Um It'll, it'll just keep you in the moment, right, instead of just getting in that three-second, you know, that three-second place I get where I don't need to be. But neutrals is the word I tell myself. Right. And, and the lessons that we – because I'm adding this is obviously to my lessons, my leadership lessons, as you mentioned. Um, we have to show them poor body language. We also, we also have to show them positive body language as part of the culture lessons, correct? Yeah, I think I think what you can't get what you can't give. So if you you can't get juice from your team if you don't have juice. You can't get discipline from your team if you don't have discipline. So 
if you expect to get good body language from your team, you got to be able to give it yourself. Yeah, I love that. Coach, I want you to talk about core values. Um, now, um, our core values, and we, we, we believe in rowing the boat. And I know we got that from P.J. Fleck, one of your guys. Um, but, you know, we, we really work on that every single day. We try to emphasize the importance of rowing your boat. And we have detailed instructions on what that means and what we need to do as a, as a person and, a, and as a, a team. Um, talk about your core values. I love how you broke it down and teach us as coaches who might not have core values, how we, why that's important. So, well, I just think, what can you, if you don't, where, what do you stand for, right? What is our program? Our, everybody, there's a book out there called Tribe and Tribe just talks about how everybody wants to be a part of a group. It's a small book. It's a good, it's been a few years since I've read it. But all your guys are on your team because they want to be a part of your team. They want to be a part. Well, what is your team? It can't just be North Gwinnett basketball. Uh, I don't know. I just threw that one out, y'all. I don't know how. Uh, I, inter uh, I interviewed uh, – here's the one I should have said. I went to college in Louisiana, and I interviewed for a, an assistant job in 1990 at Lee County, Georgia High School. I should have thrown it. So it can't just be I want to be on the Lee County High School basketball team. Uh, what are you about? Or if you, so here's the litmus test. So if you want to know guys, if your team uh, has a shared vision, put them on a knee and ask them, what are we about? If you get a bunch of different answers, you don't have a culture. If you were to all come to North Forney and ask my guys, Hey, what, what, what does your program stand for? Why, why do you like being a North Forney Falcon? Well, they're going to say juice competition, blue-collar tough, family, discipline, finish, and payday. What You know, they're going to uh, – they, we had just had – I call it Falconese, right, is we speak the same language. And so um, I think it's very important you have something that your players can hang their hat on. This is what we're about. Again, I talked about it a while ago. But when I was in high school or college, a coach could have given us core values and I'd have been like, okay, cool. But now I, I believe this, uh, you're in on what you're in with. So if, if you're allowed to be a part of making those core values, you're going to be way more in on them. Kind of like LeBron and uh, Coach Krzyzewski getting the team together, having those 14 standards, you know. And so uh, we're going to let our team be in on them. But honestly, y'all, just between us, you can get whatever core values you want. Here's how you do it. Because I, I have the same core values I had in my previous school, but the players here think they came up with them. So what you do is, if, here's the, here's the, if you have time, this is the way to do it. Mm -hmm. Meet with your players for about three weeks and talk to them about what's important to you. Give them stories. Talk about Talk about like, like I, here's what I, when I got to North Forney, the locker room was nasty. So I showed them video clips of the all blacks rugby team in New Zealand. And if you guys don't know the, the, there's a book called legacy. There's a lot of video, but bottom line is this is the greatest sports team in the world. Percentage wise, winning percentage wise, uh, at the end of every game, 
Hey coaches, this is Nick Bartlett, marketing manager here at Dr. Dish Basketball, and we're thrilled to be a part of the 2020 Championship Vision Virtual Clinic. Coach Kevin Furtado has been a great friend of ours for a few years now, and we greatly appreciate his commitment to growing the game the right way and providing great resources to the basketball coaching community. At Dr. Dish, we're always here to help as well with our state-of-the-art equipment, drills, and content. If you're ready to upgrade to the best training machines in the world and join top programs like Duke, North Carolina, Florida, Louisville, and countless others, we'd love to have you as a part of the Dr. Dish family. Remember, we take trade-ins on all shooting machines, including competitors, for significant discounts. And just by registering for this clinic, you're eligible to receive an additional exclusive $300 off your next Dr. Dish purchase. For more information, visit our website at drdishbasketball.com, give us a call, or shoot me an email directly at nick at drdishbasketball.com. And make sure to follow us on all social media channels at drdishbball. The captains have to clean out the locker room. They call it sweeping the sheds. So if you want your locker room to be clean, you can got two choices. You can piss and moan about it, get on their butts about it, bear, you know, push towels, uh, which is not ineffective, or you can show them a clip about the All Blacks and say, hey, here's what captains do. Here's what winners do, okay? And that's probably not going to solve it all, but it's going to help. And you'll probably still have to do towel pushes, don't get me wrong, but it's still better, right? If, like, I, I talked to my guys about Kobe Bryant, and you guys probably all know the legendary how Kobe Bryant would go in like seven hours before workout. You know, well, our guys, they can't even fathom that. Like, I didn't – I couldn't fathom it hardly before I heard the story. So, anyway, bottom line is I'm going to talk to my guys about winners, uh, about Michael Phelps never missing a day of practice for seven years. You know, Christmas morning he's in the pool, all that stuff. Uh, after about three weeks, then we're going to say, okay, guys, let's come up with some core values. You can do them – like Coach P said, you can do them with an acronym with power. Like, you know, let's say you were Tigers. T is uh, tempo. I is integrity. G is grit, right? Or you can do them a day of the week. And, and I don't think either one's right or wrong. I like the day of the week because I'm wearing an orange T-shirt today because it's Juice Monday. Right. You know, um, I know, like, I don't know if you guys, y'all probably have done this, right? At the end of practice, you bring your team up. And immediately your mind is like, okay, what can I say to them today that I that they're not tired of hearing? Well, when you do a core value each day of the week, you kind of have a at least a cheat sheet or a curriculum in there. Well, heck, I can talk about competition. It's Tuesday, you know. Right. So, um, but anyway, so lay the groundwork for a couple of weeks and then let them be a part. And so here's how you do it. You give them a Google form. And you say, what are three words you want our program to be known for? And they submit that Google form. You characterize them, you know, like some of the words are going to be like brotherhood. Some of it's going to be family. Some of the words are going to mean the same. You categorize it and you tell them, hey, here's the, here's the five core values you guys came up with. Now, you kind of do it in private because that way you can kind of make them how you want them to be, right? So you come up with your core values by those three words. I don't know. You might not want five, right? You might want four or whatever. Right. And then you have to define them. You, nothing can be accomplished if you can't define it. So, like, for us, Juice Monday is if you're juiceful, you're useful. Uh, 
goons will give, um, let me see, if you're juiceful, you're useful. Goons will give maniacal effort that makes their butts quit, right? So that's how we define juice. Goons will give maniacal effort that makes their butts quit. All right, so we define every one of our core values. And I can send you a picture of that, Coach, if you, where you can share it. Uh, it's a big window screen. And then you also, you have your core values, you define them, that's called your creed. And so our guys don't get decals or stickers on their helmets until they can say the creed. So we're not just saying we have them. Our guys are going to have to memorize them, and we're going to talk about them every day of the week. And that's kind of a generic, y'all. And uh, my book, Culture Defeat Strategy, I go over all this in Chapter 2. And, and But I'd be – if you want – any of you guys that listen to this, if, I'm Coach Randy Jackson at gmail.com, or you can subscribe to my website. But – uh, this is what I love talking about. So if anybody wants to, heck, if you want to call me, okay, 903-456-8015, text me, and we'll talk. Like I, I mean, again, I could. T this is a, a good day when I get to talk culture, so it won't bother me a bit. Coach, I love that. And, uh, I mean, and I got to tell all the coaches and the listeners out there that his website is unbelievable. I already – I already uh, downloaded the um, the competition. I want to talk to you also about your competition program that you have. Um, the ability to compete is really important every day as well. Coach, I, I heard the other day from a friend of mine, he says, um, you say philosophy, but you do culture. And he says, we need to be a say-do program. I love that. What do you think? Oh, it's awesome because you're right. So many people say in the front of their playbook, they have, here's what we're about, but nobody knows it. You know, uh, when, when, when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl a few years ago, a reporter went out there and interviewed everybody, custodians, trainers, secretaries. She said, here's what, I, here's what I've decided. Everybody in the Seahawks organization speaks fluent Pete Carroll. Every like they all just regurgitate, and so I think that's powerful, right? It's it's you got to get them all saying and thinking the same. It can't just be, and it won't be that way if it's just philosophy. You got to attack it. It's got to be that daily fist fight every day. Absolutely, Coach P. Do you have a question uh, for Randy? Yeah, um, of course. We're talking to the choir here. I enjoy everything that you're saying. Um, one of the things I always tried to teach my kids when I was a school principal and I coached basketball at the same time was that the simple thing that leaders take the initiative. That's how you identify what a leader is. I don't care if it's a piece of paper on the ground or if somebody in the cafeteria uh, spills their tray, the leaders are the ones that get up and rush to the tray, never letting the girl or boy that dropped the tray that's so embarrassed in the cafeteria. And two or three of my guys better be the ones that clean that up. There's a book out there, I think you mentioned it a while ago, Leaders Eat Last. Um, and I had a, when I was coaching junior college, my two leading scores always had to serve food and take the food to the table of the mm. two top rebounders the best defensive players of that night. And that serves to show that these guys that are going to go to college and play, you know, and they're, they're there at that level, 
Um, it just, it's a humbling effect, but it does away with the hubris and the arrogance that you know will build up. But this thing about uh, taking the initiative in every single thing, that's why you always open the door for a teacher. That's why you always open the door for anybody that needs the door open. If somebody needs something done, I got it. Don't worry about it. And I think those things carry over into the whole school, but they need to see that coming from your players. And when they start to taste the feeling that they get from having somebody else's back, taking care of somebody that uh, has done a stupid thing in the cafeteria, you know, stepping in between people that need somebody to step in the gap for them. Those are the kind of things they need to take the initiative in. I think it carries over into the school and it also carries over into your football team and your basketball team and, and whatever. But I think it's that point of, I just always look at my players a lot of times and not say a word. They say, I know, take the initiative. You got it. But we do it every single day. Leaders take the initiative. Yeah, that's great, Coach. I, I'm telling you, like, that's a PowerPoint I need to put on my website. I need to create a PowerPoint that's titled Leaders Create the Initiative. So get ready. I'm probably going to contact you and try to pick your brain because that's awesome, right? I love, like, I got goosebumps when you said that the, the scorers had to give food. Like, they had to serve to the rebounders. You know, I just think that is – y'all, if you want a great culture – like, you have to, as coaches, take the initiative. And you have to make sure you are like, – like, here's an example. And I was thinking about it when Coach talked about the service. Uh, we bring our kids up on Saturdays during football season for about five weeks. I don't want to burn them out. I think a lot of teams end up getting beat in the playoffs because they're tired of it. And so – but anyway, the parents – I'll have three or four parents who will come up and cook at breakfast tacos for them. And so there'll be a table there and they're getting to, and they're, it's, and we're lifting weights and then we're going to eat and then we're going to watch video. Well, after we lift weights, all those kids are going to hit a knee and ain't going to be, we're not going to bum rush the table. Um, I'm, all the coaches are going to be there. I'm going to say, uh, coach, coach P tell me somebody who had great effort last night. Who's somebody you think played the hardest and he's going to call them out and that kid's going to get to go eat. You know, right? So nobody just gets to go eat. Uh, they're they're going to get their name called out for something great that they did the night before. And so I just think any coach to listen to this, whatever sport it is, which I know you guys are basketball coaches, but uh, don't just let them eat. Like, uh, whatever you celebrate, you get more of. So what coach was like, he's celebrating rebounders. So whatever you want to celebrate, you'll get more of. So anytime you feed your players – let the ones eat first who are – and, again, the leaders eat last, and I get all that mindset or whatever, but uh, reward, like, uh, announce those guys that are doing the blue-collar stuff and praise them, and, and you'll get more of it. Yeah, Coach. Um, <clears throat> yes, go ahead, Pete. You have, you have one more thing you want to add. Coach, I'd just like to add this to you. I'm really excited about hearing that young people are doing these things now, but I'm always one that I want to simplify everything. The more simple you can keep something, the more your kids are apt to do it. Uh, I, I always tell our people that help me, if you've got more than three things to tell a kid about how to do something, if you go over that, you're going to lose him probably. Jerry Tarkanyan used to always say, every time you give your kid something new, their feet get a little slower. 
And wow. I, I found that to be true. But one of the things that would fit in with what you call building your culture is this. There's a little, little proverb called Proverbs 27.5 where it says, you're better off to embarrass somebody publicly than to admire them or to love them and not tell them. And you build into your culture. When you see something good, you say it. You don't lecture about it. You don't go on and on and uh, because that's nothing but manipulation. But when you see something good, you say it. That's why players love their coaches, don't they? Because they see you do something good and they speak to it. But how many, but that's great that, that we do it, but do your players do it? Are they the ones that say, hey, that was a great effort. That's all you got to say. Give them a few of those little capsule sayings that compliment somebody. And then after a while, all the players know that everybody is sort of watching everybody and you get that what you call celebration culture going. Now, girls are great at it. Coach right here, his girls, they've got the best culture going out that I've seen anywhere and I've watched basketball all my life. They do it all and they do it right. But I'm telling you, if you want something that's powerful, it's that thing of when you love somebody or you see something you admire, you say it. I don't care where it's at, just do it. And it builds the self-esteem of the person doing it as well as the person that you're giving that little compliment to. But if you start making it up, it's nothing but manipulation. But when you truly see it, say it, say it. Yeah, and, an, and another great thing, y'all, is uh, the word Mudita, and it's M-U-D-I-T-A, and basically that means being happy for somebody else. So, exactly. again, so when we talk about Mudita in our program, um, and we have a Mudita award at our banquet, and so, I mean, what Coach P is saying here is spot on, right? Like, uh, we talk to our kids about coaching each other. Whatever you ask them to do, they'll do. You just have to ask them daily, right? You have to emphasize it daily. But um, you could Google Mudita, and, like, I think Arizona State Women's Basketball has a Mudita Award. You know, you can just kind of see if you – there's a softball school out there. But uh, if you name it something like Mudita, I mean, not that you're naming it, but I'm just saying kids think that's cool and uh, – they're more apt to do it because uh, there's something about it. Like, so, you know, if I'm a basketball coach, I might have a Mudita award after every game, something like that. Hey, who, who, who do I think was the happiest for the, their teammates? Yeah, I'm stealing that one, coach. I love that. Um, <clears throat> I mean, there's so much, and, and there's so much that we can learn as coaches. It's like um, even a veteran coach like you, Randy, you pick something up from Pete. Um, do we do enough of that as coaches uh, seeking out and growing as coaches? Maybe just one or two things here or there? No, and, and a great point, y'all, is like Fortune 500 companies, I don't think they share with each other. Coaches, I mean, I would – I'll stay here two hours and talk if y'all wanted to, right? Like coaches, we just like talking. And so – when somebody comes in, in fact, this is a great segue. When a college coach comes into North Forney, I ask them, what's the number one thing you do to develop relationships as a program or you individually, or what's the number one thing you do to develop toughness? And so I want to know um, 
hey, who have you worked for? And like, you know, college coaches bouncing around. But how did a DB coach from Texas Tech come in this year, like in last November, and tell me about their daily competition? He's like, oh, coach, we compete every day in the weight room. And I'm like, I don't understand that. Tell, explain. And so he goes, well, the strength coaches kind of do it. So I'm not sure exactly what, but bottom line is y'all and, and, you know, I don't want to jump ahead coach, but uh, is when people come in, don't ask them what their favorite inbounds play is. I mean, you can, if you want, I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't, but that's not what you should be wanting to get out of them is like, I had a coach tell me one time, Oh, coach relationships, man, we do a karaoke competition uh, every year before the season starts. And the coaches sing, the player, you know, we kind of have a tournament and, and who can win karaoke. Well, man, that's gold, right? Kids love that stuff, right? And so uh, you're, you're not going to find out, but they're sitting right in your office, you know, ask them. So I think, yeah, I agree, coach. We need to, we need to ask each other more. We need to be on YouTube. I mean, YouTube, there's so much. In fact, y'all, the head coach at Carolina Panthers is Matt Rule. He used to be at Baylor. We, we did not become friend. I won't tell y'all he's my friend, uh, but if I texted him, he'd know who had texted him. And he told me that every night before he goes to bed, he watches a YouTube coaching clinic. And one night he texted me, um, Greg Popovich is speaking to some coaches in Berlin. He goes, coach, you need to watch this. And I don't remember what he said was good about it, but I just remember going, Man, the head coach at Baylor's watching a freaking clinic on YouTube every night before he goes to bed. I respect that, you know. And so, um, yes, we 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 should be uh, finding like-minded coaches. Um, I mean, I'm sure y'all two guys just feed off each other, right? Because you both have a growth mindset. We should just be we should be asking questions every chance we get. That's a great point. And now Matt had a big big win over my Falcons yesterday, so. <laughs> Uh, we won't talk about the Falcons right now. <laughs> um, but you know what? You're, it's funny you mentioned that. Why he's having a gr lot of success at Carolina. He's already highly respected. I mean, that's pretty amazing for a college coach to come in and do that. Yeah, I think he's a just has that player's coach mentality. And, of course, you know, I mean, he got off to, I guess they're three and two or something. But, uh he gets it, you know, even at Baylor, I think his first year or two, they didn't win hardly any games and he still was offered the Jets job. So he's got, he's got that pedigree, you know, in him and all that. Uh, I'm sure he interviews really well, but I just respect him because uh, he and I talk a lot about, well, not that we talk a lot, right. But when I would see him in the coaching circles in Texas, when he was here, we never talked about scheme. It was about what book have you read, yada, yada, that kind of stuff. I mean. Right. And you got – I love what you guys are doing in Texas. I spoke to another uh, Texas guy the other day, Stephen Mackey, uh, who is unbelievable from two words, character development. Uh, talk a little bit about Stephen before we get on to this new topic. Uh, Stephen, Stephen's doing some great things out there. Yeah, Stephen is – what Stephen is doing is creating leadership lessons. Right. And it's a program you can buy. Uh, but for me, I'd rather make my own because like, like, so, but Stephen Mackey is uh, outstanding guys. If you, if you want another resource 
uh, Google Stephen Mackey, M-A-C-K-E-Y. But he's a he's a you know he's just one of those guys who played and is giving back, and he's he's got good messages. Yeah, no doubt. I had him on the podcast recently, uh, and he really shared some great knowledge for us. Coach, how can I take daily competitions um, and add them to the basketball practice realm? Um, and I, I know we can, but kind of help me out with that because this works. Okay. So here's guys, this is life changing. I think for me, when the guy from Texas tech said, okay, we're going to, we're going to compete on squats on Monday. I'm like, how do you compete on squat? He goes, I don't really know. I just know when our players walk in, they're paired up and they want to know who they're going against. So we had to figure out how it worked for us, but Again, we're all lifting weights. We're all running, but unless you're competing, so if 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 uh, Kevin, if Kevin and I are going to go lift weights this afternoon, we're probably going to both go lift pretty good and listen to some music, enjoy being in there. But if somebody said, "Hey, Randy, you and Kevin are going head to head, and whoever wins gets a hundred bucks," now we're going hard, right? And so, a uh, hundred bucks is a stupid analogy because our kids don't. But here's what we do. We're first period athletics here. So our kids who win, they get to go shower first, right? They get more time to get ready, right? So uh, um, I just think, so what we did was we found any activity we could do. So we paired our guys up. So we're in the weight room. I'll, I'll just give you all a real quick synopsis. I, I, I know I've got to try to relate to basketball, but um, – Nah, I'm going to just try to – so so on Monday and Tuesday, we're in the weight room in the offseason, okay? So so let's say Kevin and Randy are paired up on Monday and Tuesday because, you know, the lifts are going to be different. So Kevin and Randy are paired up, um, and we're going to – so if Kevin's max is 400 on squat and mine's 300, then what we're doing is we're both going to do our sets and reps with the last station – He's going to do 75% of his, or I think 85 or whatever it is. He's going to do a percentage of his max. I'm going to do a percentage of my max, and whoever gets the most reps wins. So it's not just because you're stronger, you're automatically going to win. So what we're going to, and it's all laid out in this PowerPoint, but uh, it is a total game changer, I think, in having guys lift weights or whatever drill you want to do. Uh, if you pair them up, and have a winner and a loser. And I, I think there's a lot of creative guys out there. You probably got to make it work for you. Mm-hmm. But we're going to have a winner and a loser. And you can see that question mark shirt there on the screen. We give every time offseason start, when we, we start after football season, everybody's getting a question mark shirt because it means we don't know about you. Mm. You have to prove yourself to us again. I like it. We've all coached kids who are returning starters who get a girlfriend or whatever, and they're just tired of it. I mean, uh, they're just – so, man, so bottom line is, y'all, is when football ends, everybody's getting out of the varsity locker room. We're going to put you in the worst locker room we have. You're going to get a question mark shirt. We're going to write your name on the back. We're going to write your maxes on the back so everybody knows how strong or not strong you are. And after about eight weeks, we start letting them compete on some wrestling kind of stuff to get in what we call the elite locker room. And that's when they get to change out their shirts. So, uh, but so right here, we got two guys and 
they're in the same platoon, not that that really matters, but those two guys are competing against each other, and whoever wins, we're going to mark their shirt like a little tally mark. And so we're going to be able to look at our kids on their shirts and know how, how strong they are and how many, how many days they've won of competition. It's just, y'all, it's just totally different than us. It's, I think it's kind of, we're not hoping for the best. We're really doing the daily fist fight because you can't just show up at North Forney on a Monday on, uh, you know, let's say basketball season, you know, let's say September the 3rd, right? And basketball season starts in six weeks or whatever. No, heck no. At North Forney on September 3rd, if I was the basketball coach at Lee County High School in Georgia, I'm, I'm fixing to pair some guys up and we're going to have winners and losers. And it's going to pay to win and it's going to be, it's going to not pay to lose. Yeah, I love that, Coach. Uh, I'm just going to kind of go on, kind of, if you see something, uh, and I love this, because I'm, I'm now, I want to transfer this over to the basketball side. We already compete, but I love how you, you um, systemize it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's an actual system that you have. Yes, sir. And so, and here's what we do, y'all, because, I, again, I don't want any, I'm holding everybody accountable. When we get done with squat, if you didn't win, hit a knee. And so we got half of them are standing up, and I'm having the coaches, do y'all agree that these guys win? You know, so we're not just – we're making a big deal out of being a winner or a loser. And so this picture here is uh, that kid standing up. He won, and he's fixing to get to go shower. Gotcha. What's your opinion, Coach? Because I know in today's – I hate to say it, today's society, I think it's almost frowned upon to even say the word loser. Don't you? I mean, do you find any, <laughs> do you find any conflict with that? Um, the generate, I mean, it, the, it's changing, right? Yeah, it is changing. Here's what I've learned, y'all. This is going to be, this is going to be terrible, right? I shouldn't say it, <laughs> but I've learned to go to non-affluent schools. Like I've coached at an affluent school before and affluent schools, you have to, you can't, you know, if you'll go somewhere that's about middle class, it seems like you can say a little bit more what you want to say. And, you know, I was in a fluent school one time in Dallas and I talked about our guys being blue collar and I had a parent say, well, I don't want my kid, you know, he's going to go to college. He's not going to be a plumber. And cause it, and this is another great thing y'all. And I think this is cool is we would buy Dickie's work shirts. All right. So think about a plumber wearing a Dickie's work shirt with a patch on it. So on game day, we don't dress up on game day. We wear Dickie's work shirts. And there's a patch with their name on it and a patch on the other chest that has their favorite core value. But anyway, I just – I think all that is like that mindset of we're going to be – we're going to die for loose balls, man. We're wearing a Dickie's work shirt. But it, I think at the more affluent schools, uh, the parents have a little bit more with like, oh, my kid's going to Harvard or something, right? And so, uh, so this is – Kevin, this is not the answer, right? But basically, I've just learned to go to schools where uh, I make more money than the parents, and they leave me alone quite a bit more. But, but, but also, as a 30-year veteran, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try to do it correctly. But we're gonna compete to get in the locker room, you know, like so we're gonna pair kids up and they're gonna wrestle, and I'm gonna video it and I'm gonna put it and I'm gonna put it on Facebook. And I had a mama. Who, who I videoed her son wrestling and he lost and she is standing in the line at, in a supermarket and, is, and was teared up 
because yeah. their son didn't, you know, he's going to get another chance. But our parents don't mind that because we just sell it all the time. You get what you earn. You get, you're not getting an iPhone in sixth grade in our program, right? You're going to earn everything. So uh, I just think as long as you just sell that to your parents every day too, it helps. Yeah, here, here's the combatives wrestling. Um, yeah, but don't you think, uh, like, like what you're doing, Coach, you're teaching them life skills because I hate to say, I don't care if you have money or not, you're going to have to compete and be on a team. You're going to have to compete in life, right? It don't matter if you have oh, money or not. I, I think the rich kids are the ones that need it the most, yeah. right? And so sure. at the, the affluent school I had, I had a few parents who got it. They thanked me, right, because – uh, we were making their kids, you know, right, right, really have to get down and they didn't know what the word grit was. And so. Hello, my name is Coach Charlie Miller, headmaster trainer with the TAC Basketball Academy in Dallas, Texas. I'm here to promote the upcoming Championship Vision podcast clinic series brought to us by Coach Kevin Furtado from Lake Oconee Academy in Greensboro, Georgia. Coach Furtado is a well-respected, sought-after coach and found other coaches like him to share their best practices and secrets to success with players, parents, and teams. The clinic will provide two types of virtual clinics, lecture style via Zoomcast and on-court instructions with coaches and players. Again, my name is Coach Charlie Miller from Attack Basketball Academy, where we work with kids from third grade through high school in a positive and growth-oriented atmosphere that promotes a whole-body approach to well-being. Our programs are designed not only to improve your child's ability on the court, but also to teach him or her valuable skills that will serve them throughout their lives. Yeah, I think I think this is life skills 101. I think this is you can't get in the fetal position in life. And um, again, y'all, I don't know how many wrestling programs do. I mean, basketball programs do any type of wrestling stuff, but I think you can learn more about a kid as long as it's safe. Now, you don't. You don't have to do real wrestling. You can just do different things, which I can help you with. But you can learn more about a kid in 60 or 30 seconds when he's going against another kid on a wrestling mat doing some kind of combative than you can uh, in a week of watching him do something else. Yeah. Um, Coach, I would love to have Randy get together with Rick Tomerlin. <laughs> That'd be a great video. That'd be a great conversation. I'm in. <laughs> Coach Pete, e Evie, that, that what do you see? Um, I'd like I'd just like to say this um, about the phrase, you know, loser. I think sometimes we don't define terms. Like to me, blue collar doesn't mean that I'm going to be a plumber necessarily. It just means I work like hell. You know, that yes, I, nobody outworks me. And I think that changes it, the meaning of it with the parents when they can kind of learn that that me. I might have lost today, but I ain't losing tomorrow, you know. And, you know, and I know America is about competition. That's what separates us from other countries, the free enterprise versus socialism. And um, I learned this less than years ago. I was reading a book somewhere. It's about a steel mill in the foreman. And um, each night, the three shifts would – produced a certain number of whatever it was they were producing. And he got an idea one night and he took his, his what you call chalk that he kept in his pocket. And he wrote in great big letters right after the first shift, he wrote down the number of pounds of whatever they, that they produced. He'd never done it before. The next shift come in and saw 
first shift, X number of pounds, and they produce more in the next shift than they had ever produced before. And he started doing it on every single shift, just telling them what the other shift had produced. And he said, they almost double production. You know, it had to wow. stop somewhere, but it just shows you when you put people in competitive positions, they react differently to things. And you see what you're talking about here, coach, that a lot of coaches never catch on to. Everybody does the big stuff. There's a thousand offenses out there that works. There, there just is. But it's the little things. I, I, I always say it this way. Guys, I'm going to give you a little thing, but trust me now, it's a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal. And it'll take you a long way in life. And it'll make us a winner as a basketball team. And when you add up all those little things, all of a sudden it becomes a big thing. And I mean, it becomes a big thing, a powerful thing. And it's what separates programs. As you said at the beginning of thing, it, uh, it's the edge that a lot of people, that, what is that old thing of the power of life and death is in the tongue, you know? Words matter. They really matter. And these little things, uh, the competition we never, I'll tell you one of the greatest things that I ever did a long time ago to help our kids compete. What you said, wrestling brings the best out of them. We would get a broomstick, big, thick, heavy broomstick. And Kevin and I would grab it at the same time. His hands, one hand inside, one hand outside, and we're on the mat. And we've got to wrestle and try to take that broomstick away from the other one. And then you talk about something that got competitive. The whole team is up and circling the two guys wrestling. And I'm telling you, they literally wrestled till they just literally gave out and could hardly get up off the mat. And uh, that stick thing showed me exactly who had the heart to do what we wanted to do. And um, they look forward to it. You pair them up almost even, you know. And, um, but those things like that, they produce winners. And they're, we call them little things. They're really, the little things are the big things. And uh, I just wanted to throw that out there to you. Coach, can I add, can I add, um, what do you, how do you feel about the philosophy? And some people might say, hey, you know, it's not always about winning because I know players that would be in a dead sprint with somebody who's a lot faster. And I think that one player is actually showing more effort, but not beating that player because the other player is more gifted. Talk about effort versus winning. I know it, it, that makes sense. Yeah, I just think what we talk about is getting 1% better a day. If we can all get 1% better a day, we're doing – I mean, so it is about winning today. So, uh, yeah, if we were on this competition stuff right here, if we were going to do any kind of uh, – any type of speed or agility, we're going to time it. And so it wouldn't be uh, – if you and I were going head-to-head, it would just be uh, – it wouldn't be if, if you beat me or not, would it be – did either one of us beat our, our best time, that kind of thing? Because you're right, it's not uh, – it can't be about um, – it can't all be about, you know, the, the, the Harlem Globetrotters versus the Washington Generals, right? It's got to be – it's got to – I'm pretty proud of that analogy. Uh, it's it's got to be about uh, – if the Generals could have got 1% better a day, then maybe within 30 years, maybe eventually they would have beat the Globetrotters. <laughs> 
Yeah, I totally agree. So basically they're competing against themselves, which that. Yes, sir. Yes. I, I, I love that. I love that. Um, any, any final words about that coach? Because uh, I'm going to actually send you some stuff that I'm going to be doing. If you don't mind, you kind of take a look at it, but I love the daily competitions. I absolutely love it. Uh, I think more, more basketball coaches need to do that within their program. Yeah. I just think we all get too used to just, okay, we're going to lift or we're going to get better today or whatever, man, put some kids head to head and uh, see kind of like he said, you know, see who's got some heart and, and it can't just be, cause here's what we used to do is we lifted four days a week. We're talking about like December, right? We're done with football. And one day a week we'd have competition and it was, it was the broomstick stuff. It was, you know, it was neat, right? You still learn about kids, but how about having them compete every day? Right. I mean, there can't be a, I mean, we just can't go in there and I mean, think, okay, like, I'm just, my mind's working here, but if you and I are going to go shoot free throws, how about if we write that number on the chalk line, like on the, on the floor of the factory, that changes everything, you know? So um, I think anything you can do, find some way, you know, to celebrate the winner, uh, but have them compete as much as you can. I think it's a total mindset shift. And I think kids will, that's what, I mean, that's what they're playing for. You know, they like to compete. Um, if they don't like to compete, you need to know that anyway. But I would I would figure out, y'all, um, I'd figure out about what, what is my program going to be about. I'm going to celebrate it every day. I'm going to do a leadership lesson and really and really find a way to, 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 um, to do the daily fist fight and really emphasize it every day and then go have them compete and see uh, who your dogs are. I mean, for lack of a better term, but. Yeah, Coach, you can send me anything. I'd love to look at it. I'm going to send you a couple of more of my PowerPoints um, that I think you'll enjoy just for having me on. I'll send you guys a few of them I think that, that you'd be that you'd like. You don't need to – anyway, so um, I'm fixing – so just, you know, be ready. I'll send you a few more things. That's great. And I know a lot of my listeners are going to absolutely be contacting you um, because your information is definitely needed. I know I've used – I've already gotten a, quite a bit of stuff already. And I, I believe that um, our culture is already solid, but I'm trying to get better, man. I, because, you know, we're, it's always about trying to go to that next level. Right, coach? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's about getting 1% better, right? That growth yeah. mindset. And as soon as we think we've arrived, uh, we've all coached those seniors who think they've arrived. They're no fun. And um what I, I love, I lo coaching is, man, you can, they're just like we were talking about YouTube. Heck, Matt Rule makes $10 million a year. I bet he's still watching YouTube videos, you know. So, if we're not trying to get better, shame on us. We need to go do something else. That's right. And a good friend of mine yesterday, uh, I was interviewing a guy named Charlie yeah. Miller. He says, wake up and win the journey every day. So, wow. I love that saying. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Pete. Go ahead, Coach. Yeah, I was gonna say if you try that broomstick, if you try that broomstick thing, be sure you have broomsticks that won't break. Because that, gotcha. if you just get a typical broomstick, you got to have something that won't break. But Coach, I promise you, you will see competition like you've never seen before. You may have read this about Tim Tebow. 
when he was a freshman at Florida. They have these drills in there where they go one-on-one, -on -one, tug of war, just one-on-one -on -one with a piece of rope. And one's just got to snatch the rope out of the other person's hands, got a knot on the end. Tim Tebow and his buddy went twice as long as anybody else. And then they went down the hallway outside and both of them were still hanging onto that rope, pulling and tugging, pulling and tugging. I just think things like that reveal what's in a person's heart. Yeah. And the guy, and Tebow won it, but the guy that was with him, Tebow was pulling on it outside and he was dragging the guy and the coach made him stop. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. But the broomstick thing's a lot like that. Just a little simple. You got to have a few mats along there. Um, but I think the thing that we have to always do with our players, though, is just because you lost, I said this a while ago, but it's a point of emphasis. Just because you lost today don't mean you're going to lose tomorrow. But, I, Coach, you've got the right culture going. It's all those small things that become big deals. But I'm going to tell you something. Now, you already know this. I'm repeating. But that 70% what you said on the weightlifting, that is a, that's magic right there to me where a guy takes 70% of his max and the other guy gets 70% of his max, then it doesn't matter if you and Kevin are going against each other. It's the guy that can do the most reps on that. Uh, there was a machine when I first started coaching that we got has a, uh, had several stations on it, you know, and you did maxes on them. There's, there's no weights, but it was just a machine. And I got this thing called a power index. And that's where we scored them on how much they lifted and what percent of their body weight. And you know, our big kids never won the power index. It was almost always one of our smaller kids. But anytime you can bring that thing down the level to start, it makes all the difference in the world. The little guy will go against the big guy or whatever. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that out. That's great. Coach, my, my final, my final, because I know you have to go. I know your time is money, um, is I have a leadership council in our girls' basketball program. Kind of help me about that because it's not all about just the seniors being on the council. It's about trying to develop a total leadership, uh, trying to develop leaders within your whole program, right? Yeah, so what we do is uh, have one from different, position groups and things so yeah I think you have to have uh probably with the basketball program I'd have to have a freshman you know the numbers I have in football we don't have freshmen but if basketball I would but yeah I think you have to have and I think if you have core values so like I used to not be sure what to do with our leadership council and uh eventually I kind of learned hey send them down to the junior high or the middle school and have them talk to the team and talk, okay, I want y'all two to talk about this core value. You always let two go at a time so they didn't feel like they were, you know, going to freak out by themselves or whatever. But so, yeah, I think, I think um, you got to include all age groups, and, but you got to get them going down to the junior high and stuff. And you got to have them talk about your program, your phrases and your peak Carolisms, you know, and uh, I, I think otherwise, you know, if you're not doing that, then all they're doing is coming up with uniform combinations and things like that. You know, it's got to be something intentional, right? Something intentional. And, um, but I think, I think, yeah, if you'll, if you'll find stuff like that, uh, and maybe a book study or something, 
you can certainly get a lot out of a leadership council. Yeah, and that's what we're going to try to do. I love that. I, I, you mean intentional? You mean we should give them we should give them a topic or a concept that they need, uh, but not tell them what to do, but give them. The, we need to help them. That's right. Just, you got to give them a subject, right? Otherwise, like I've done this before. I've had leadership council meetings, and I really wasn't sure what to talk about. You know, like, hey guys, how's the locker room? You know, am I missing something? Well, that's that's before I started learning how to do intentional culture and things like that. And so now I think it is, we elect captains right before district. And so we're fixing to start district. So we're going to elect captains. Hmm. Uh, we kind of the whole COVID stuff or whatever. So non-district, no, we don't, we, you know, we do whatever. And then we, we do captains. I want there the season to go along a little bit where people can kind of see, you know, it's not just summer or whatever, but uh, when I have captains meetings, basically that's, um, I have to have something, and, it, and it, if I'm not sure, I can always come back to my core values of something I can have discussion points on. Yeah, and that's your backbone, right, Coach? I mean, that's your backbone, that's, your core values. That's our constitution, right? right? I mean, that's what we're – and I think I've had this – this is my fourth year at North Forney, and, you know, um, I don't think we'll ever change them, but i got to let my kids have a ch – if they want to change them, i got to let them because – they got to be, they got to believe in it. Coach, your final words here. Uh, let's say a, a, a new coach coming in, starting his first year, hit her first year. What do you recommend are their first 30 days in their program? Now, I'm sure they've already had contact with them. Maybe, of course, a lot of coaches haven't had any summer work. I mean, they haven't had as much contact with their players. What do you recommend in the first, let's say first 10 the, the 20 days or so, how to kind of build their culture? Um. Well, again, when I was a kid, this wouldn't have mattered. But in the summer, I couldn't do it this summer, but I, I take about eight kids out to lunch once a week, different kids. So kids want to know about you, right? They're, kids are just, you know, again, they have a voice now. They uh, the touch of their hands, all this information. So if you want your kids to lay in traffic for you um, and play hard, they have to know about you. So like we'll go eat lunch. I'll tell them where I, about a good middle school story. I'll tell them how high school, here's where I went to college. I just kind of give them a little bit of my life story. And then I start asking them questions. So um, this is probably a little strange to some people y'all, but if, it, if I took a new job, my first 15 days, would be, here's what I'm about, here's who I am, I want to learn about you, and then we'd get into creating that core value stuff. We'd, we'd get in creating that creed, and here's what, okay, y'all, here, here's, here's what Kobe Bryant did, here's what the All Blacks did, here's what whoever did. Um, you know, Jocko Wilnick talks about, anyway, it's some good stuff. Jocko, if, if, um, Google Jocko Wilnick, and, um, but I would really set that foundation of what we're going to be about um, if I had plenty of time, I wouldn't talk much about offense or any scheme stuff. If I had plenty of time, I, I would, I would delay it, uh, because I'd want to make sure they understood, Hey, we're going to win because of what we're a family and here's how we operate. Yeah, that's great coach. And I, um, I do have to tell you that we're, we're having our parents meeting coming up in a couple weeks. Um, and I used to kind of give, all my philosophy and rules and all that kind of stuff. 
And now what we do is we do a jersey night. So we actually, the dads and parents give out the jerseys to their kids on this parents night. And they talk about their kid on what character they want to see revealed oh. throughout the year. And, and I tell you, the best thing I've ever done and the, the crying and all that, but it seems like we can connect with each other as a family much better when we do that. Yeah. Yeah. And you can just put your team rules and philosophy, all that online somewhere. Right. I mean, sure. whatever, you know, yeah. and yeah, I think that's awesome coach. Like, yes. How, how can we, how can we uh, kind of tear some walls down again? I, I tell my position coach, if my linebacker coach, if they won't lay in traffic for you, if you don't know about your players, then I got to find another linebacker coach because uh, the schematic part of playing coaching linebackers isn't that hard, but I got to have some guys who are helping me raise kids. And so um, the last thing I can tell y'all too, if I'm a new coach and I don't care what age you are, you just have to sell them. It's like, it's like coach P said earlier, you know, they have to know you have their best interest at heart, but, so I tell my guys, hey, I'm a 53-year-old white guy. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat you like my son. I got a 20-year-old son. I'm going to treat you like him, which means I'm going to love you as much as I can. But when you screw up now, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to look the other way. Uh, my son says yes, sir, and no, sir, and he's a productive member of society, and he's squared away, and it's because uh, I never looked the other way. I always, I always held him accountable, and that was being a good dad, and that's what I'm going to do for you. I think if you'll say things like that, they'll buy into it. Yeah, that's well said, Coach. Coach P, any final words for uh, Coach Randy? Yeah. Yes, you're doing it right. I can tell you that from experience. And uh, I've enjoyed listening to you today. And um, I know with our kids, uh, we had a little phrase called, we're going to play fast. We're going to play fierce, and we're going to run our system. But then I, I've got to break all that down and define what playing fast is to me, and then what is it to them. And then you live those things out, and you talk about them every single day, and they hold each other accountable for those three things. There are other things, but those are the three foundational things to our program. And it just works. But... I'll tell you this, it always comes down to this. You either love them or you don't. You're either preparing them for life or you're just using them to win a game. And all the things that you've said today, it will prepare them for any path they have to walk. You don't wanna make a path for your children to walk on to make it easy for them. You wanna prepare them in such a way that they can walk any path that comes in front of them. It might be a Goliath or, or whatever, but they know how to handle it. And that's what separates kids. Those that are prepared to walk whatever path is put in front of them. And nothing does it like football and basketball when it's taught right. But thank you very much. I enjoyed every single thing you said. Well, thank you, Lee. I'm still, I guarantee you I'm still in some of your fr – I think I've got a few phrases that are pretty good, but you got some that are pretty dang good too. So uh... – I appreciate it, man. I promise you, I'm going to steal. I'm going to steal about, um, all right, let me make sure I don't screw this up, but leaders are taking the initiative, right? And uh, little things become a big deal. I'm stealing all that for sure. So 
Um, probably when I watch this podcast again, I'll fig- figure out something else that uh, I missed. But uh, I-, I enjoyed I enjoyed uh, learning from you, Coach, for sure. Coach Randy, thanks for joining us. How, what's the best way to get a hold of you? What's the best way to get a hold of you on uh, Twitter or any social media or Gmail? Yeah, so tw- Twitter's kind of my thing. Uh, I do Facebook, but um, uh, I've got a closed Facebook group uh, called uh, – well, it's not closed. It's called uh, Coach Randy Jackson. It's a Facebook group that's really more about culture. I mean, I – do it through football stuff or whatever, but I mean, it's morely football coaches, but this culture, um, I'm, I'm a coach Jackson TPW on Twitter. Um, but my website, y'all coach Randy Jackson.com. You can subscribe to that. Um, my emails coach Randy Jackson at gmail.com again, um, hit me up and I will, um, I will share anything I can with you because this is what I love doing. So I'll be happy to talk to anybody. Randy, thank you so much. You've proven the theory, culture beats strategies, no doubt. Mm. So uh, thank you so much for taking the time out for us. So we really appreciate it. Thank you, Coach. Yeah, Kevin, I'm honored. Appreciate you, Kevin. Appreciate you, Lee. Y'all have a great day. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. This is Mike May, creator and owner of Practice Planner Live Software. I'm excited about partnering with Kevin Furtado and Championship Vision Podcasts. We share a common passion of helping basketball coaches be more effective in their profession. With over 26 years of basketball coaching experience, I created Practice Planner Live with the purpose of saving coaches valuable time in creating efficient and effective practice plans. John Wooden once said, if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. Practice Planner Live can take your practice planning to a whole nother level with tools and functionality that will maximize your team's ability to reach their potential. Coaches, hello. This is Coach Cameron Furtado. I am the director and uh, founder of Championship Vision Podcast. Uh, We are doing our first annual Championship Vision Podcast Clinic Series. Uh, the clinic series is a one-of-a-kind basketball coaching instructional clinic. We will have the best high school basketball coaches in the country sharing their secrets to their success of their programs. We'll have two types of virtual clinics, lecture and on-court instructional. Both of these will be done to provide you the best instructional resources to improve your basketball program. The lecture series will be a Zoomcast instructional <clears throat> program done with the highest of integrity. Who have the best high school basketball coaches in the country giving detailed analysis of their programs. The on-court instruction. This will be recorded videos of specific basketball topics done on court from some of the best high school basketball coaches in America. They will be conducting drills and skills with their players in an on-court instructional setting. All of these great coaches are first class. They are all nationally ranked coaches and programs. The clinics will be available on October 30th, 2020. You can purchase any time before that date. The clinics will be emailed to your address on October 30th. You can also purchase the clinics after October 30th on my website at www.championshipvision.org. Here are some of the clinicians and speakers for the clinic. Coach Lynn Farello, head boys basketball coach 
at Paul VI High School in Chantilly, Virginia. He was a 2020 nationally ranked program, 12th ranked program on max prep. His topic will be building all around players. Coach Tim Hayworth, head boys basketball coach at Mayo High School in Louisville, Kentucky, four-time Kentucky State champions. His topic, zone offensive sets. Coach Rob Buechler, head boys basketball coach, Eastern High School, Sardinia, Ohio. Topic, off-season skill development. Coach Jerry Finkbeiner, former Utah State, Oral Roberts, and Southern Nazarene University women's basketball coach. The topic, the Twilight Zone defense, which he created. Coach Mike DeVilbus, head women's basketball coach, Lewis and Clark State University and Southern Idaho, former Illinois assistant women's basketball coach, former assistant women's basketball coach, Wisconsin Green Bay University, and current athletic director at Lakeland High School in North Idaho. His topic, the buzz defense. Coach Jeff Graham, head girls basketball coach at Bilt High School, Bilt, Montana, six times Montana's girls basketball state champion. His topic, individual workouts and competitive shooting. Coach Gene Durden and his son, Kobe Durden, head girls basketball coach, Buford High School, eight-time Georgia High School state champion. Kobe Durden, assistant girls basketball coach at Buford. The topic, Buford's post-pre-practice drills. Coach Danny Brizard. Head boys basketball coach at St. Thomas More Catholic High School, Lafayette, Louisiana. Career record, 1,021 wins and 134 losses. Topics, building a complete program and winning skill development drills. Coach Rhonda Farney, head girls basketball coach at Georgetown High School in Georgetown, Texas. Sixth all-time lead it lists in wins in 1,183. The topic, sustaining success at your program and also the combination press. Coach Joe Lombard, former head girls basketball coach, Canyon High School, Canyon, Texas. 19 state high school state championships in Texas. His topic, full court pressure defense. Coach Stephen Mackey, founder and CEO of Two Words Character Development. Topic, how to develop a character development curriculum at your school. Coach Charlie Miller, head coach with Breakthrough Basketball, founder of Attack Basketball Academy, and also Coach Jim Huber, head coach with Breakthrough Basketball, the topic, holistic basketball, a unique approach to looking at all aspects of a basketball player, mental, physical, and emotional, and how to integrate all of these in developing a complete basketball player. Coach Jarrett Hunsinger, head girls basketball coach at Boonville High School, and Coach Greg Bisher, head boys basketball coach at La Plata High School in La Plata, Missouri. The topic, the 1-2-2 ball press. Coach Doug Porter, head women's basketball coach, Bethel University, Meshaqua, Indiana. Coach Gary Smith, legendary men's basketball coach at Redlands University in Redlands, California. Topic, coaching the system. Coach Sam Lahudney, Inducted into the Texas Basketball Coaches Hall of Fame in May of 1999. The great basketball coach, three state championships in Texas and seven state runner-up titles at Victoria East High School in Texas. Topic, competitive winning basketball drills. Coach Nicole Dixon, head girls basketball coach, Holy Innocent High School, Atlanta, Georgia. 
2020 GHSA State Single-A Girls Basketball Champion. Topic, one body, many parts, valuing and empowering coaches and players. And Coach Kevin Furtado, <clears throat> head girls varsity basketball coach at Lake Oconee Academy in Greensboro, Georgia. The topic, transition, offensive drills, and hop shooting technique. So if you want access to these, uh, I will be sending out a link to a Google form sheet. You fill out if you want the complete series, $29.99. And if you want individual uh, clinics, it's $4.99. So you can't beat this. You got some of the best coaches in America uh, for this price. It's unbelievable. All Zoom clinics, all recorded clinics for you to view. So, hey, I'm looking forward to um, having you guys contact me, you can contact me at my email address at furtadok57 at gmail.com, or you can call me at 478-461-4403, the Championship Vision Podcast Clinic Series. Stay tuned.